recording. Testing, testing, and it's a testing and a test in it. A test, a test. It's a testament. It's an attestment to the, the, the attestment. It's the new attestment. It's the new attestment. It's the uh, new, not the old yeah. attestment. And uh, the roadcaster said, um, there is sound, and Jason was happy. Um, that feels that feels wrong to make a joke like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> to, to talk about it like it's the Bible, like it let there be light. Um, anyway, I'm just glad it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to a five part series we're introducing here at Nerd Brand called "Interview with a Nerd." Uh, we're going to learn about each nerd, what they do, and we're going to start with our brand manager and co-producer of the podcast, Michaela Meek. Hey, Michaela. So Michaela has a communications background that she's acquired from Indiana University Southeast. Uh, With that, she's excelled in roles in hospitality nonprofits while learning how to develop and execute creative strategies in April of 2022. Wow, really? I know. It does not feel like that long ago. I Honestly, I just had a birthday and I'm still adjusting to that too. Like, ah, that that doesn't... I'm still in like 2020 mode to be... You to be transparent. And, <laughs> I think about you and eighty percent of the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, my word, but yeah, it's yeah, it's after about a year, you've gotten accustomed to the job. You're kind of in your own now, and you know we knew that it would take that long. We're in an industry that's very, very different from just any place else. I know it was like you all were using the Jedi mind trick on me because I was just so nervous starting out. I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna mess up. I feel like I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna understand what it is that we actually do. Cause I, I did for the most part when you were breaking it down, like branding and advertising agency. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's pretty self-explanatory working with local brands, if not maybe even uh franchise br- brands. And I was like, you can't mess that up. But as I, I was going through the terminologies and things, I'm like, you're not going to get this. But <laughs> like as a snap, it was like a Thanos thing. Like all the infinity stones were collected and just something snapped. And I, yeah, it resonated finally. Yeah, yeah, you kind of figure out like we live with setting emotional expectations and connecting people emotionally to brands, and that is branding. Mm-hmm. It's not a Google ad or marketing tactic or anything. It's just different than marketing in that way. Mm-hmm. It's an emotional connection, and which requires a person like yourself to kind of sit there with other relevant members of the, of Nerd Brand and, and talk to the the customer and you know say like, hey, you know this this color is going to trigger or do this or that. I mean, it's just a Mm-hmm. it's the base is so broad there's no job description that could be written to cover it all mm-hmm. it's just something you have to do based on who the clientele is and the agency you're working for mm-hmm. so yeah about a year of training is about right i mean usually in the first three months you kind of get your feet under you have a expectations as an employee but then you spend about you know another three months kind of settling into the role learning the clients really getting to know them and then about after a year you're like all right i got this go away mm-hmm. and it's like okay bye <laughs> Yeah, when I first started, I was like, I need to know all the ins and outs of the clients. And I I just noticed like as I was, I felt like I was cramming for a test almost because I'm like, what are, what are they testing me on? They're not going to be like, what are the brand standards of vetiver? And I'm like, God, but I was thinking that. <laughs> I was like, they're going to give me a quiz. I can feel it in my bones. No, but- wait, I don't. I hate quizzes. Even in college, I didn't do quizzes. I had, I was very lucky to have professors that they gave me a topic to research and then I had to write the paper and then I had to present for five minutes on that topic. Mm-hmm. And that's how they gauged whether or not if I actually knew the subject or not and I actually learned anything because mm-hmm. I dove in. There was never any tests or quizzes. And see, that's a better way of doing it too because I feel like with all the exams that I've taken, I just memorized it. And right. of course, memorizing is not actually learning it. Right. Memorizing is something that's short term and it resides in your brain and then eventually it just 
It's like yeah. water. It'll evaporate away and, and it'll be like, bye. Oh, I know. I used to, I had memorized, you'll find this interesting. I, I had memorized every Roman emperor up until about 50, 60 AD. Mm-hmm. So, and I also had dates as well, which the dates are approximate because historicity and archaeology, they, they go hand in hand. You don't think that, that mm-hmm. they do. And then you have, along with that, specific events that, you know, like in the Old Testament, events that occurred after Genesis chapter 12. You know, anything before chapter 12 is called prehistory, considered mm-hmm. prehistory. So I, that's the other thing that kind of flips people. It's like, no, 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 this ain't Sunday school. I was studying from an academic and historicity perspective, not or historical perspective, not from a theological. Theolo- mm-hmm. Theology was there, but, you know, it was like the, the lesson I was taught was like, if I go to Walmart and I get a receipt for something, and then 20 years later, if somebody finds the receipt, my name is on it, and I checked out, like, that's proof that I went to Walmart and existed. Mm-hmm. Instead of this thing called, they had these things called Walmares, you know, and it's like <laughs> some th- ethereal thought, like, no, we didn't, we were very academic in what we were doing. Mm-hmm. But all of that, I remember so little. <laughs> I know I used to be very uh, like a geography guru and uh-huh. it took me a while to realize like you just memorized that stuff. You didn't actually know it because I remember yeah. being in eighth grade. We were tested on all the variety of different maps like uh, Western Europe, Eastern Europe, all of Asia, um, the United States, like memorizing the states and the capitals, right. the, that kind of stuff. So. And I was like, I used to brag on myself. I was like, I could name all 50 states and I know where they are on the map. <laughs> and after a while, like as you acquire more import- important things in your life and focus on that, it just starts to fade away. So Yeah. Well, this guy used to come in second in spelling bee contests and now look at me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was the same way. <laughs> I, I have to look uh, what the word special sometimes I can just butcher and also yeah. just typing on a phone. I don't know. Somebody was to say me like, in general. If you cannot spell restaurant, I'm going to kill your friend. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to miss you so much. <laughs> Restor and auntie? I don't <laughs> Restaurante. Um, so let's get the first question. How did you get involved with Nerd Brand? So funny that you asked that because you, you did this. <laughs> it's my fault. I'm just kidding. So I had a role um, at a nonprofit beforehand and uh, I was struggling a little bit uh with that position and we had a one-to-one through a a networking group that we were a part of. And, uh, we just sat and talked one day about marketing strategies that you all do. And I just, it just resonated. I was like, yes, that's exactly like how things are supposed to do. And it was a bit of a struggle in my position because the marketing coordinator had just left. And so that task was, or that task, that, that role was just delegated amongst myself and some other people in my department. So it wasn't really like, Oh, who's working on this? There was no, Mm. Uh, delegate like actual delegation or Process accountability or procedures. yes yeah. that kind of thing so it was very frustrating and then we met a, a, up again for a one-to-one and i guess me just acknowledging that those were the right things to do made an impression and you offered me a job and i was like yeah. yes i will take it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it was one of those things where it's like i have uh you know there was a third party in the room and they were like well jason's got an opening and I was like, yeah, well, here's the job. And, you know, if you apply for it, you know, we'll, we'll chat. You know, mm-hmm. that's about as far as I could go with it. And then, yeah, you you applied for it. And then I told John and, uh, you know, John hadn't met you yet. And uh, there was somebody else at the time working for us. And they were like, well, you should include John on that. And I'm like, John, trust me with, you know, on, mm-hmm. onboarding and who I onboard when I do things. And mm-hmm. I can tell already that you had the aptitude to, to really grab things very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but also things that would be outside of scope 
Um, and then you kind of just ended up doing stuff that was completely surprising, like going into networking and pre-sales and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And I was like, all right, well, and we yeah. never really put a leash on you because mm-hmm. that's not how this, it's not really how we operate. Mm-hmm. It's like putting each of my hands in like different yeah. cookie jars that are different components of the company. Yeah. And I love it. It's, yeah. it gives me a variety. Uh, keeps me on my toes. Yeah. Makes the day go by quick too, yeah, which is always nice. So tell us about your experience as a brand manager. So what are some of the notable projects you've worked on? So some notable projects I've worked on, a lot of campaigns for a lot of our clients and just coordinating with our marketing ops person, uh, making sure that creative is on point with that, uh, copy and everything. Like if there's a discount code that needs to be incorporated with that, I make sure that that's underway. Um, A lot of proofing is in my neck of the woods. Uh, If there's a blog post that needs to be proofed, I'll do that, whether if it's internal or... uh, or for a client. Um, I'm trying to think. Some of the fav- my most favorite project that I've done is the photo shoot. And granted, I'm not a I'm not a CD. I'm not a creative director. I'm not a Mitch. Yeah. But just being there and witnessing it and like being the account role representative there, it was just very nice. And like making suggestions as needed because Mitch was there working on, or was not there, was working on another project for a different client. Yeah, he was commercial. on a video shoot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he had his hands full. Poor Mitch. He had so much going on those like two weeks. Yeah, but he was loving it. Yes, I'm sure he did. And I was just glad to be there yeah. and uh, offer a lending hand. But um, I just remember one of the shots we were trying to portray um, a shot of bourbon and how the angle of the shot was. You just didn't want it like upright as if it's an actual glass or a shot of bourbon. So I made a suggestion on how to make it appear on the shot, maybe use like syrup or something instead of actual bourbon uh, and make it look like it's spilling into the ice cream. And when I made that suggestion and like seeing the, um, the, art stylist or the prop stylist and the photographer get those underway i was like just my mind was blown i was like i made that idea you and mean, look how you great the, it is you mean the photographer just didn't get some ice cream and then take a photo Mm-mm. there's a prop stylist yeah there's, there's prop- other people there are other components when there <laughs> is a photo shoot folks there's all different kinds of things to consider yep I haven't even got to the editing part after the photos were taken mm-hmm. either so from pre yeah. to during to post there's a lot of things to consider oh yeah yeah so um so what skills or qualities do you think are essential for a brand manager, especially when it comes to networking or building relationships? Honestly, and I know it's going to sound like a cliche, I'm going to say it anyway, communication is key. That's the air that I breathe, uh, communicating with my clients through email, if they have some sort of a request or if there's an issue, getting on top of that ASAP. Um, honestly, just being open-minded too, like listening to and actively listening to your client because like sometimes they don't always have the on point suggestions <laughs> and they need help. And that's what we're here for too. Like they have an idea and right. you run with that idea and you make suggestions from there or you propose your ideas too. And maybe they like that better. So it's just really being open-minded with that client and having, and honestly the communication factor and building that rapport with them, it makes it so much easier. If you can really jive with them, it makes our lives so much easier. Yeah. And that's part of the qualification process too. If like, if we won't get along with you, then this is not going to, yeah. It's going to work. Yeah, because we, I think a lot of people are used to working with something like, I'm going to get a product, I'm going to get widget, as Mitch calls it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I call them tactics. So does John. Yeah, that's Google Ads. That's a, It's a singular item that's a part of your brand. Um, you know, coming up very soon in June, we're doing prospect and promos at the Chamber of St. Matthews, and I'll be talking about what is a brand strategy, how to develop one, and discussing the whole thing about why, because a lot of people run on the why, and a lot of mm-hmm. people don't even know how to figure out their why. So we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. It'll be Why fun. do you do what you do? Yeah, you'll be in the back 
doing some social media, mm-hmm. shaking your head at me because I want to be doing like a lot of dumb stuff. So you can laugh at me or with me. It's up to you. You're not dismissed or fired. If you mm-hmm. do the at me, it's fine. I get it. You know, it gives me encouragement that, well, somebody's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be very early in the morning. So I yeah. don't know how many smiles we're getting. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be you, me and Mitch. And so I got to talk to Mitch because I know Mitch want to step in and, and, and like, you know, I do want him to kind of participate if he can, but there may not be enough time. But it'll mm-hmm. be fun. Um, mm-hmm. So that's coming up, I believe, June 20th or something. I believe you're right. I, I know sometime in June. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our calendar is pretty full. So it's, uh, you know, if we didn't have a calendar, it wouldn't, mm-hmm. wouldn't work out. And nerds are getting busy. Yeah, we're getting pretty busy. Um, so how do you collaborate, speaking of which, other team members or departments for cohesive brand messaging or image? Honestly, uh, we did one yesterday. Uh, hopping on a Zoom call. A lot of like in-person interaction. Sometimes Slack and emails can only get you so far mm-hmm. rather than just like, you know, screen sharing the notes that you have or the photos that you collected that could go along well with the campaign. Cause right now we were thinking of, uh, I, I was collaborating with Mitch yesterday, um, about a direct mail campaign that we want to assemble for a client and just thinking of, uh, resourcing some of the commercial parts. Yeah. Cause that's, that's for that client we just did a commercial for and, uh, resourcing some of the shots from that and use utilizing it in the direct mail campaign and thinking of strategic ways of collecting, addresses for that um thinking of partnerships that we can reach out to so honestly just your good old zoom or an actual yeah. in-person meeting that's yeah. how if y'all ever do if y'all ever do that where you like try to figure out the partnerships that's where i would come in you would just uh, say hey jason we we thought of this thing like i don't need to know the whole thing mm-hmm. but you could like send that to me and then i'll try to figure out if i've got anybody that can wire up and, and help with that and then i just step away mm-hmm. uh, because if you guys are doing that and for everybody listening um they're, they do a lot more than I'm aware of because that's sort of the way it should be. I shouldn't be like so micromanaging and controlling about that. Mm-hmm. You know, John does things with you all and he's running the operations and stuff on the back end for projects with you and Mitch and everything. And it's like, if I'm in the middle of that, y'all are just going to do what I want to do. And I'm like, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, I own the seat in web and SEO, but it's like when you have those connections, I mean, I'm backing off into that more um, because you guys are making ad campaigns. You're full on doing that you're Mm -hmm. not just executing a single or a singular item or tactic anymore it's Mm -hmm. just that's very fascinating weighing in all of our options and seeing how we can how we can use yeah utilize them yeah without you in the chair that would be really it wouldn't happen (laughs) so how do you uh let's see um how do you ensure a brand's message remains consistent across various marketing channels and platforms speaking of platforms and channels so to keep it consistent is really Honestly, whipping out the brand guide too. Like if you feel like if uh, you need a refresher course on a tone, like if you're assembling, so with me, like there's times that I compose copy for certain clients' social media posts and I want to make sure so that they're consistent. So sometimes I will go onto their channels, like an Instagram channel and see like what their tone is. Mm-hmm. I'll even do that. Actually just go on the channel and like just read and try to catch a vibe that way, not to sound like, a, uh, a hipster. I'm going to catch a vibe, man. Um, no, but you're right on. I mean, you're yeah. good, uh, in web, I do the same thing. Like, what are they saying? Like, I'll research their site and I'll read through it. And they think, well, only doing a site audit. Well, no, I go like the whole Google's, you know, the, you, you got to have strong Google foo mm-hmm. and go out there and look for things and see what they sound like and look like across every other place. And, you know, our job is to make that more consistent. Mm-hmm. So, and you're right. I'm glad you do that. That you look for that tone. People don't think about tone. They don't think about voice. Honestly, like I, that's one thing that always gets me. Like, even if it's 
like a passing in conversation of somebody's tone, like, oh, they sounded frustrated or they sounded angry. They sounded like, like, I wonder what's going on. That's me in everyday life. Yeah. And I want to portray that on written words too, because nonverbal communication can just be as impactful as verbal communication yeah. too. Exactly. So there's my TED talk, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about the your you know you're going out there and you're doing networking mm-hmm. like kind of elaborate on how that plays into your position as a brand manager in the company which again it wasn't a part of your job description it wasn't something we, we didn't want to be like another instance for you at another place like oh I got another random duty or si- assignment or mm-hmm. expectation to show up like you kind of got it you did this on your own you kind of yeah. your own problem here but yeah and I let you all know if I feel like I need a little bit of a break to yeah. like I won't run myself haggard uh going to these networking events because then it's not going to benefit us and our company if I'm just all tired and like not wanting to associate with anybody because they're People have those days. Mm-hmm. We're all human. And some days we just want our alone time or our pajama day with a good show and your puppy cuddles <laughs> or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I do voice like whenever I need a break. But for the most part, I'm very uh, extroverted and like to be out and about. Yeah. But I always like the idea of uh, and I have not had the chance to do it yet. But honestly, like meet somebody and actually not persuade them, but buy them into what we, what we do. Yeah. And like, they actually understand, like it resonated and they yeah. want to get involved and then they become a client. Like I have, and then I res- represent them and I can honestly say that I did that. And honestly, yeah. the rapport is there. So I'm, I'm waiting for that day to come and I know it's coming. Uh-huh. It's been a year. So I'm just using the tools in my toolbox to make that happen. It's a long game. It's not something you go out and immediately do. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, like for example, in sales, and we'll talk with Nick about this, it's a very difficult thing to go out and convert a sale like in the first two meetings. You have to take your time. And, mm-hmm. and it's that, very rare. It's not like yeah. some ones that we've, we've gotten recently. They're not yeah. always like that. It's all, it's all, it, it can be different. Yeah. Not everybody that comes across our path, like quite a few we've had not knowing their budget, not knowing their goals, not knowing like they are, it's, they're in a fog because they're backed into a corner financially where they need to get sales. They need to get revenue. But without knowing where you are, without knowing what your goals are, like you'd have the goals to purchase a fancy item, but only have enough money to get the generic version, you know? Mm -hmm. See, that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. Go great value. Yeah. I mean, that's all we do. Like you walk in there and you're like, you know, I want the Cheerios and I get the Cheery Ups because that's all I can afford. (laughs) Honestly, though, (laughs) pro tip for people that do do their, uh, their grocery shopping at Kroger the Kroger brand cereals and like those large bags, yeah. they're pretty much like the, especially the Fruit Loops, taste just like Fruit Loops, and you get more for huh. your uh, for your buck. So huh. shop at Kroger. <laughs> what do you know? Well, Jason's going to take that tip because that's one of his cereals that he likes mm-hmm. to eat, and I haven't had them in a while. I've been trying to back off on dairy because I think it gives me problems with sinuses and stuff. So yeah, see, I have a like a bloat bloating problem with dairy, so it's not it's not boating well with me as I age. (laughs) Well, you know, Hey, we all got our thing when we get older, we start to figure out at 25, 30 Mm -hmm. after 35. And then after 40, your things just change. And then, yeah, you find out a little late. I know. Like, I can't do that. It was like this past year. Uh, cause I just turned 24 last week. Oh, you're so old. But no, when I was 23, I'm like, why does the lining of my esophagus burn? I'm like, Oh, cause you have, 
heartburn. It, like it just it would permeate down to my <laughs> chest. I was like, "What is this? Am I dying?" They're like, "No, you have heartburn. Go get a Pepsi or a Tums." Yeah, and I was like, "Okay." I, I recommend the Pepsi tablets that you can just chew up and then swallow. They mm-hmm. they work pretty quickly. Yeah, like so. nobody tells you these things. Like they like you hear them, but you don't know what the symptoms actually are. They're like, "Why? Why do I feel gross right now?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, yeah, it's different for men and women, obviously, but it's just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you get to know like, um, people that are, are like you that are older that have similar habits. They'll, 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 they'll bestow upon you some wisdom and knowledge of things. That's totally off topic for this, Mm -hmm. but you know, it shows that, you know, we have a personality and person, our personalities and nerd brand and each one of them do serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, Working with you over the last year has been a joy. We enjoy having you on the team. You're an essential part of the team. Nerd brand, I don't think, would be the same without you. Um, no, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> uh, you know, don't do that. Uh, so in that case, why haven't you gotten this done yet? I don't know. I don't have anything I yell at her for ever because she'll come back and be like, well, there's about 50 billion other things, Jason. I, okay, sorry. <laughs> I'll leave you to it now. Yeah. I sent you a request. I was like, I don't know if I did this or not, so don't yell. Uh-huh. Oh, the blog post. Yeah. I, I was like, I was still just adjusting because I had like over 200 emails. And most of it was junk too. But when you look at that, you just want to be like, okay, I'm never coming back from this. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll get folders set up today. So don't let me forget. Um, mm-hmm. We'll work on that with you because... It saved my life. I get about 30, 40 emails that are probably legitimate per day. Mm-hmm. And so it's really starting to, you know, nerd brand again. We're getting busy and things are starting to change for all of us. Uh, and so it's a good, it's a good change though. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's going to conclude this episode of the podcast. And, uh, you know, stay tuned for our next interview. We don't know which nerd it's going to be because as of this recording, we're kind of doing this on the fly. Some other things have come up and we've had to all dive in and out. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird studio session. But Michaela and I will be back for the next episode and we'll see you then. We want to thank our listeners to this episode of the Nerd Brand Podcast. You can check out this episode and future ones at nerdbrandagency.com slash podcast or head Apple Podcast or Spotify app and search for Nerd Brand and download and subscribe. We'll see you next week. And remember, keep your nerd brand strong.